0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 178 today, and today's topic is the continuation of our mob marathon where we're recovering everything mob related, and we are going to recap the movie Gotti that came out in 1996. And uh, so this is all about John Gotti. We about to talk about it. We about to get into it, break it down, dissect it like we do over here on this platform. Um, at first we did the the um <clears throat> We did the documentary. Y'all know I like to start off doing documentary recaps before we jump into another segment. And we did the Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. Then we did the Goodfellas, which was based off of the Lucchese family. And then we did Donnie Brasco, which was based off of the Bonanno family. And now we're going to move over to the Gambino family and talk about Mr. John Gotti, the Teflon Don. So I hope you guys sit back and enjoy this recap. As always if you need to hit me up Facebook is Alicia Shanice Instagram Alicia Shanice Reviews You can always email me at Alicia Shanice Reviews13 at gmail.com Don't forget to check out My music playlist on Spotify Exclusively if you type in Shanice Loves it will take you directly to all of my Playlists and I have every genre You can uh, inbox DM email me if you have any special requ- rec- uh, Request For any recaps you would like for me to do with that Being a TV show a documentary documentary uh, movie hit me up and i'll get your recap out without in like a week or so um and that pretty much sums it up i will be dropping another recap nas he just dropped a documentary it's on showtime i will be watching it later on today and it's all about the supreme team so we definitely gonna get into that and talk about that y'all already know how i am about uh the supreme team the whole new york 80s um 80s reign. I got books on it. I've talked about some of the books I have and read and about the Supreme Team and Fat Cat and all of that. So I haven't watched it yet to give my feedback yet, but I'll watch it tonight and try to get that out within a few days. But, yeah, guys, check that out. It's on Showtime. And then come back and check my recap out. Um, But, yeah, after this, we are going to do Casino. And we continue the mob marathon, and then we'll move on to Bugsy. So we're going to do Bugsy and Casino back-to-back, and then the list goes on because we are doing everything mafioso, mob-related, La Costa Nostra, into August when the Power Universe returns. And that returns August 14th. Shout out to 50 Cent. We support everything he does over here on this platform. So August 14th, Raising Canaan does come back. And y'all already know every Sunday, we own it, all right? So, on that note, let's get into the show and let's talk Gotti. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. all right so this came out in 1996 it was an hbo movie starring um armand asante who played Gotti, john Gotti. he did a magnificent job and i wanted to start off with the most authentic mob related movies as we went on with this marathon and i kind of went off of what Michael Franzese said, who was the captain of the Colombo family, he always say, says that the most authentic movies ever made that was closest to that lifestyle was The Goodfellas, Donnie Brasco, and this movie right here. Now, I had watched this movie a few times before. It was really, really good. I wasn't too crazy about the one that came out later starring John Travolta. John Travolta is a wonderful actor, but I just wasn't really a fan of that one. I thought this one was more real myself as well. Um, so that's why I went in this order. My next favorite one of mine is... Um, casino and casino and bugsy that kind of goes hand in hand so we're gonna do those back to back but my all-time my all-time favorite movie and it's a mob movie is a bronx tale and we recapped that a while back so that's not on our marathon because we had already did that but that's one of my favorite movies so make sure you guys check out my recap of a bronx tale that is one of my favorite movies it's so many gems in that movie that you can just you know put in your everyday lifestyle i love that movie but yeah, this was in uh, 1996. Um, this is part four of our Mafia Marathon. So, and when it comes on, we see uh, John Gotti reflecting on La Casa Nostra and how the game is changing. There are no more rules. The good days are officially over. And in five to 10 years, they're going to miss John Gotti. <laughs> so, you know, it. Comes on with him reminiscing in prison and talking about the good old days and how they were gone. And then we see all of the mug shots from the pictures of everyone from the Gambino family. So when a movie like officially starts, it takes place in New York of 1973. And we see John Gotti sitting there with his crew because he had his own crew before he became a made man. And you know, they're kind of like just sitting at the table playing cards, breaking each other's balls, telling a lot of racial jokes about all type of ethnicities, which was all in this damn movie. <laughs> um uh, and we see Neil comes in. Now, Neil, he was um he was an underboss. And he was also John Gotti's mentor, like a father figure to him. And he tells him that, you know, Carlos wants to see him, to meet with him. So he's like, huh, me? So he goes to meet with him. Now, they say Carlos Gambino. They didn't, you know, this was this movie was all about Gotti. So they didn't really go into so much about Carlos Gambino. But they say, um, from documentaries that I've watched, I watched a lot of Michael Franzese because he has firsthand insight by he was the captain in the colombo family this was his time so i listened to a lot of his stuff because i love you know all the mob talk and he says you know one of the bosses who did it right was carlos gambino so i'm definitely want to do a recap on a documentary off of him because he made he's one of the guys who made the gambino family what it was and the gambino family was one of the largest out of the five families so, uh, when they go to meet with him, we see the introduction of Paul Castellano and Sammy Gravano, a.k.a. Sammy the Bull in The Godfather, Carlos Gambino. They say, you know, someone who was a boss of the families, who really was like the in the movie The Godfather, that would be Carlos Gambino. The man was no games. So, and he was low-key. He was like, they say, the perfect boss. Um, he didn't go to prison. He ended up dying from a heart attack. But they say he was like the real deal of a boss, the godfather. So after we get the little introduction, uh we see John and Sammy meet. Um, This is in a movie. I'm sure they knew each other before that. Um, they sent him on a hit. And in one of the documentaries that I did watch, this hit was supposed to be for somebody who kidnapped one of – um carlos's family members um i don't know if it was his nephew or uh son or what but i know the guy was related to carlos gambino and he was kidnapped for ransom and i think he died he got killed in this uh kidnapping and that's what this hit was supposed to be for they didn't really go in detail in the movie but from the documentaries i've watched that's what this hit was for so they sent them out in Staten island uh to do a wet job so while he's there uh, with the meeting, Carlos also brings up the drug selling as well, which he was totally against. Carlos Gambino was one of the bosses that was totally against drug dealing because in the mob, they really weren't drug dealers. It was some um, in the crew, but when you get to the top where the bosses were, they were against selling drugs. You know, it brought too much heat. You had a better t- chance of turn turning an informant when you were messing in the dr- messing with the drug game. And we see that all the time. A lot of the drug lords from the 80s on down, even in the 70s, when you go to Nikki Barnes, them, they all end up telling. So you know, they was like, You have a better chance of becoming an informant when you get into the drug game, and then you get the dibbling and dabbling. That compromises you as well. If you can dibble and dabble and You know, the drugs, you have a better chance of returning it for as well. So some of the old school bosses were totally against it. But in Gotti's crew, they were selling drugs. So they bring that up as well. So when they send him out, Paul Castellano, who was related to Carlos Gambino through marriage, he ends up sending one of his men to tag along, which his name was Ralph. So they go to Staten Island because they gotta get the guy for the hit job who kidnapped wanted somebody from the Gambino family. And the guy they kidnapped, he wasn't even in the lifestyle; um, he was just related to him, and they did it for money. So the guy Ralph, he getting high on the way there, <laughs> and he go, you know, he goes in the bar. It's a bar restaurant, and he fucks everything up. They hit the guy all in the open, full of witnesses. Everything, 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 you know, every, no, you know, I was normally a clean hit. No, they go in there. Everybody's eating, drinking, having a good old time, leaving full of witnesses because he was high and just went and did the job. And this was the guy that Paul Castellano sent, which Gotti didn't even want him to go. He rather would have had Sammy go. If Sammy would have went, it would have been a clean hit. Nobody even would have knew they was there. So Gotti puts a hit on him and dude got him with a silencer. It was in broad daylight as well. Kids playing outside, children. <laughs> and it, nobody knew because they killed them with a silencer. So he fell down. Kids still outside playing on the swings. And, you know, everything is everything. So after that, by it was an unauthorized hit without permission. Paul Castellano was pissed. So it was already bad blood there with Gotti and Paul Castellano. And, you know... Gotti did the right thing, but he was a soldier. He he didn't have permission to do it. And in that lifestyle, is rules for a reason. So he broke the rules, but he still did the right thing because the guy Ralph was getting high. And you know, they he went and did the hit in broad daylight. And he wanted to take Sammy anyway. So the conversation was everything between Neil. Carlos and Paul Castellano and the Conseligore. I think that's how you say that shit. <laughs> um, the consoligare is uh the consillary, I think. He's um like under the underboss. So it's like the boss, the underboss, then the consolere. I think that's how you say it. Uh <laughs> but um, you know, he's talking to him and he was like, you know. Gotti did the right thing and if you want to you know be in this in this if you want to be about La Casa Nostra you need somebody like Gotti he's a soldier he he's you know gonna hold you down he's not gonna rat he's all about this but it was all about the principle about it about he broke the rules he did an unauthorized hit so Paul Castellano was pissed and you know Neil went the bat for Gotti Neil was like a father figure to him and he was his mentor so you know he wasn't supposed to you know, if you order a hit, you got to go do it. But he was like, no, he's like a son of me. And he did the right thing. You sent this junkie out there to put, do a hit. And he fucked the whole thing up with a whole bunch of witnesses. So while they're talking, Carlos uh, Gambino was like, first of all, stop cussing so much. Because <laughs> Paul was going off. And Neil was like, look, if I'm going to talk and can't say a cuss word, we might as well not have a conversation because I can't do it. <laughs> So Paul was pissed the rules were broke, but Neil was like, Paul, you don't know the streets. You think you think of this like a business. And that's what they say about Paul Castellano. They say he ran the Gambino family when he became the boss like a business instead of like, you know, a goon or a street guy. So, you know, what 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 had to be done was done by Gotti. So the um I don't want to keep butchering this word. The consolere, he agrees to do uh he agrees with Gotti's actions, but he's like, um you know what? It was still the rules broke. But, you know, I agree. So they have a whole conversation and we end up seeing that Neil went to bat for Gotti. He went to bat for him. And he told Carlos that he was like a son to him. That made uh, Carlos Gambino kind of respect Gotti more. And for Neil stepping up like that, Neil was all about the lifestyle, had been in there for years. He was a made man. So, you know, he got the word to call off the hit. You know, he broke the rules, but he got the he he got the okay, like okay, Gotti won't be touched because of Neil. So <clears throat> we see um after that, Neil also told that he would have the word to do, you know, abs- absolutely he when he goes to see Gotti he tells him he goes off he like I went the bat for you and that's something I had never did before for anybody if a boss says somebody has to be whack they're whack but I told him he was like a son of me and we see that Neil really really loved John Gotti really really did and I'll get more into that as well because Neil actually was the one who was saving Paul Castellano's life that whole time when he was boss but he did um he did tell uh John like You know, I went to bat for you, but if he, as much as I love you like a son, if he would have gave me the word that it had to be done, I would have absolutely complied for La Casa Nostra. He was all about that life. So we see by they did the hit at the bar in broad daylight, it was so many witnesses there, but John Gotti only got three year incarceration for it um, because somebody said he wasn't the guy who pulled the trigger, which he wasn't. It was the guy Ralph. But so he, but he had to do a little bit of time for that. So we said, we see Neil did go visit him for sure in prison. And he, when he goes to visit him, he informs him that got um that Carlos had a heart attack and his illness is you know, his he's 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 very ill, his health is failing. And he also tells him that word is on the street that you know, Angelo, who was like a brother to Gotti, they were childhood friends, very, very close, they were like brothers. And that he was selling drugs. And remember, that's a no-no. Of course, Angelo denies it when uh John Gotti asks him about it. Like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> we ain't do that. So we see while they're in the joint, they get a word of a problem issuing with the Gravanos. Send me the book having a beef with a black crew in there. And Gotti ends up handling it for him. They end up working something out. It was something, something going on with drugs. So he ends up working out that beef um, for Sammy while he was in prison with the black. Crew. So after that, we get the welcome home party for Mr. John Gotti. He's out. And this is for, you know, his first little bit he did, two, three years. And as soon as he gets out, Carlos Gambino died of a heart attack. And instead of making Neil, who had been in the game for years, the boss, they gave they skipped it over, they skipped over Neil, who was the underboss, and gave it to Paul Castellano. And he was Carlos Gambino's brother-in-law. So God he was pissed. There's already bad blood there from the original hit that he took on Ralph and, you know, they just didn't like the way his crew did not like the way that Paul Castellano ran the family. They looked at him like he wasn't, he wasn't La Casa Nostra. He ran it like a business. He wasn't street. He wasn't a goon, you know? So they kind of looked at him like soft and he was pissed, you know, that's your mentor Neil is, and he's all about this life and been in it longer and he gets skipped over, so him and his crew was pissed so, you know as he's out there going off, Neil's trying to calm him down, we see the feds taking all kind of pictures and as we see as the movie proceeds Gotti is not feeling anything Paul does, <laughs> like it's so much bad blood between Paul Castellano and John Gotti, Paul Castellano doesn't like him as well and <sighs> They just don't like him the way he's running the Gambino family. And as all of this is going on, him and Sammy are becoming more and more friends, more and more acquainted. Um, Sammy gets ordered to kill his brother-in-law, which was fucked up because his brother-in-law, he didn't even see it coming. At first, he thought Sammy was joking around. And then Sammy pulled out that gun and, you know, he killed his own brother-in-law. that was kind of harsh (laughs) so we get to march 18th 1980 and this was very very sad um john Gotti was a, a family man cared for his children took care of his family um something we see all the time when we do recaps on stuff like this um especially when we talk about like um pablo escobar he did all that stuff, but Pablo was a family man to the end. And we see John Cotty, John Gotti loved his children. And he was crazy about his little son. Said he wanted to be a doctor and a lawyer. He was crazy about sports. They showed him at the football games. And we see that he gets ran over by a car. Um, it was an accident by one of the neighbors. And, of course, after that, um, the neighbor was murdered. Uh, I think he was murdered in real life leaving out of work. And they never seen him again. He packed up and left town uh, right after that. And I know the family was upset because he had never came and showed his respect. But um, when I was watching a documentary, they were saying that the neighbor was close to some mafia people as well. I don't I'm sure they weren't in the Gambino family, but they told told him it was best for him just to leave. So it was like a form of disrespect that you didn't come and pay your respect for, you know, killing our child. Even if it was an accident, you should have came and paid your respect. Um, And he was murdered, leaving work shortly after that. So the movie skips along and we go to four years later in Brooklyn and we see John Gotti. He's the Don now. He, he's, he's been in the game. Uh, he's a made man now. Uh, Neil is the Neil is still the under um, under but his health is failing. And he, you know, the Don is at the payphone booth and a civilian <laughs> comes over there barking about his Lincoln being in a way and, you know, John Gotti steps out that payphone booth and gets to stumping him out, which was messed up, which was messed up because, like I said, I understand when you want to do a lot of whack jobs for the people in the lifestyle, but when it comes to civilians, th- this guy was a civilian. He got stumped out, and, of course, he does the civilian thing. When you're a civilian, go to, go to the police. If you're a civilian, go to the police. You are not in the streets. So he went there, but he didn't know at the time that, This was John Gotti. He thought this was just some guy in a Lincoln who was being an asshole and had his car parked in the middle of the street. But no, this was Mr. John Gotti. And he went over there talking stuff and got stumped out. So he went and did the civilian thing and went to the police. Now, we see when Gotti gets out of court, he finds out about uh, Angelo House being bugged, which was what we talked about in the recap when we did the documentary for um, New York Mafia new york um the one we did on netflix we did that first uh which one was that called i'm gonna get the right name fear city fear city new york rest of Mafia. that's the uh, doc- documentary recap remember when we recapped that and i talked about the guy who dressed up as the cable guy and he went into the house He messed up the signal No, that was for Paul Castellano's house But he went in there as like the telephone He was dressed up as like the telephone man They were having phone problems And he had to go in there and fix it And it was the feds And it was uh somebody in a Gambino family That was Angelo So it portrayed that in the movie as well And he was like, you know, I didn't know this guy He was the, you know, he came in to fix the phone But no, there was a fed And he came in there to bug the phone And Angelo, his nickname was Quack Quack Because they said he talked a lot So he was in there running his mouth about everything and then not only was his phone uh tapped he was the one who would go meet with the meetings with Paul and he would come back and talk about everything the meeting was about. So they were having all this shit on the wiretape. So they was getting all this information. Around this time, this is when the commission trial was going on and we talked about that in the documentary. So this whole time when we see in a movie with John Gotti, you know, getting fed up with Paul Castellano, that is when the commission trial was going on anyway. So we see... They got all the wiretapes about the drug dealings, which Paul Castellano was against. He, he was from the old school as well, and he was right under Carlos Gambino. So, of course, if Carlos Gambino appointed him and they were family, he's going to kind of have his same morals and, you know, there's his codes as well. And he did take that on as far as drug dealing. He wanted no parts of that. And that's what Gotti's crew was doing. They were selling drugs. So, like I said, all this was going on during the commission trials. So... Paulie calls a meeting, and he orders a whack for John. He like you know John, Angelo. They gotta go. They selling drugs. The wire tapes are everywhere. And Sammy, at this time, him and uh, John were growing, uh, were growing closer, and building a very tight friendship. And he wasn't feeling that, especially not having um, how Paul had put it. He was gonna have somebody, one of the soldiers from the Colombo family, do it. And Sammy is Sammy. Even the way how he still acts in interviews today, he still respects Lacoste and He did what he did, but he still respects it. And, you know, it was all about the rules, you know. Um, rather, if he told or not, I'm just saying, like, that's what I take from it. When I watch his interviews, I still watch a lot of them. He has a popping YouTube channel where he tells a lot. And you know, at this time he was all in and he like, you know, that's messed up because we're in a Gambino family. Why are we going to have somebody from the Colombo family do it? That's, you know, bringing somebody inside family business. Like, even though we are part of La Casa Nostra, Gambino family is Gambino families and Colombo family is Colombo family. Because Paul Castellano was talking about taking Gotti and his crew out with the Colombo soldier. So they weren't feeling that. So Neil and Gotti talk. And Neil tells him, "I love you like the sun, but you cannot take out a boss. I might don't agree with what Paul does, but you cannot take out a boss." And we see, you know, uh, a lot of the racial jokes. We talked about it in Goodfellas on how they talk about, you know, black people. They talked about uh, Mexicans all through this movie. A lot of racial slurs and everything. But not only that, they talked about that Asians, Chinese they talk about each other like it was like okay well he's a Sicilian you know so it was a lot of internal racial slurs of, within Italian you know it, it was they looked kind of down on Gotti you know from his heritage which was you know quite strange but um, when Paul Castellano was calling at uh, caught the first meeting and Neil was there the little jabs he was taking at John Neil wasn't feeling that uh so we see Neil is still a Costa Nostra. He's like, no, that is breaking the rules. You cannot take out a boss. And I brought you in this family. Now, at this time, his health is failing terribly. Neil is dying from cancer. And while Neil's time is, uh, you know, winding down, his health is, is failing. Gotti and Gravano they get the planet. So they like, you know what? As soon as Neil leaves, that's that's Castellano's demise. So the whole time that Neil was sick, they was planning Paul's demise, and Paul Castellano didn't know that basically Neil was the one saving his life the whole time. So Neil die, die Neil dies. Gotti is right by his side when he passes. This was December in December of 1985. And the whole family was pissed because Neil was Paul Castellano's underboss and he didn't go to the funeral. He didn't go to say goodbye to him. And they took that as a form of disrespect. So the, you didn't go say goodbye to uh, to Neil, show your respect. And that's who really was saving your life that whole time because nobody would take Paul Castellano out because of, it was Neil said no. They took that as a form of disrespect, and December 16, 1985, they called a meeting at Spark Steakhouse, and Paul Castellano was gunned down in front of the restaurant, four men come out with gun, guns, and Gotti is the new boss of the Gambino family, with Sammy the Bull as the underboss. John Gotti took out a boss that was crazy. And it was unauthorized. It was unauthorized. And the Genovese boss was very upset about that. So um, we see that now he's the Teflon Don went in case after case after case because he had record charges. They had brought up the drug charges from his crew. And then he still had the charge from uh, beating up the civilian at the payphone booth as well. And we see he became, you know, Mr. Teflon Dime, Mr. Untouchable, just like Nikki Barnes, went in court case after court case and coming out the, <laughs> coming out of the court, glowing, uh, giving money out. Loving the press, loving the attention, reminds you a little bit of Nikki Barnes. Nikki Barnes ended up on a Time magazine, and we're definitely going to recap the Mr. Untouchable documentary as well. Um, but everybody was loving him, and we see the U.S. attorney, they 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 was pissed, they was pissed because it's, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment at this point. Every case he goes in, he's winning, they're buying jurors off, possibly judges. The U.S. attorney was pissed, that so they get to going at them hard with the Rico case at this time. The whole time John Gotti was boss, he was going to court for something. So we see um they get to hanging out at an apartment that's upstairs on top of the bar restaurant. And people was coming up to Gotti like a celebrity. You know, he'd be at this restaurant. You got people coming in from out of town like, hey, John, we just got married. Can we get an autograph? <laughs> like, this is a fucking mob boss. And you got people coming all the way from out of town just wanting to take a picture with this man. Like, that's on... How he was, he was very, very charismatic, very charming, had the suits, you know, very polite, would give you money, you know. The neighborhood loved him when he would go to court, they would be out there protesting, like, you know, leave him alone, he's a good man, you know. They they loved it, John Gotti, like, he was like a celebrity. So we see, um, when uh, <laughs> when this man with the court for the Rico case. This was for a seventh month trial. And when the verdict came back, not guilty, he got up and started, started clapping. <laughs> but he had already knew he was going to get off because of course, some of the jurors were bought off and he got up and started clapping and he came out and they like, you done went from the Dapper Don to the Teflon Don. And you know, you hear the crowd just cheering like, yay, Gotti!" it. <laughs> it was crazy on how powerful he was. And, um, you know, just from, all the stuff I've watched, John Gotti was really one of the last ones as far as in that era, because not that they weren't real guys around, it's just when they came out with that Rico law, we've seen it in the documentary. Um, Rudy Giuliani, when he came in, he <laughs> when they brought in that Rico case, it kind of destroyed a lot of stuff. And he was like one of the last official bosses from that golden era of the mob in the 70s and 80s era and everybody loved him everybody loved him so we see as the movie proceeds um, John Gotti gets the feeling some type of way about Sammy um, with the construction work he had going on with um, the money he was bringing in from his construction businesses because you know they had the unions of course and they had all the construction companies held the mob damn near built Manhattan we talked about that um, in a documentary, how they were over the unions, over the construction unions and the trucksters. Um, so we see um, after that, a hit was put on Gotti. It was a car bomb that went off. It was a mistake. It was supposed to it was supposed to have been for John Gotti, but uh, one of his um, soldiers, I'm not for sure. He, I think he was a main man. Yeah, he was one of his right-hand men. He was a main man, Frankie. He was the one who ended up getting murdered. But this hit actually came from the boss of the Genovese family he was still very pissed about the Paul Castellano hit it was unauthorized so that was um that hit came specifically from the Genovese boss so we see they knew someone was talking after that and they got to thinking it was DB and he basically took the fall it never really came out if it was him but Gotti got the feeling even more type of way after that. And that was all on the wire tapes as well. Like we you know, you know who pointed out DB when DB was, was killed, who took over his construction? It was Sammy. And we see, he's talking so much stuff about Sammy on in the apartment when they go upstairs, because they see a lady that was walking out and they was like, who is this lady? Why is all of these, you know, bosses and underbosses going to her, showing her so much respect. So they end up finding out that apartment belonged to her and, her uh, husband he had passed away but he was um someone who was under Neil as well so they end up bugging her apartment and that's where they went upstairs to talk so they got so much shit on this damn wire tape upstairs so we see they got the bug um uh, we got they got they did get the bug in the apartment they had it in a restaurant but the one in the apartment where they got they got all cuz John would go up there and get all his frustrations off and he would tell every you know tell you know his other associates about Sammy, the business, the money, the murders. In December 11th, 1990, the we see the Gambinos get took in. And when they play those tapes the look on Sammy's face he heard everything John said about him. The lawyer was even compromised where they could be called for witnesses. So they had to get new counsel because the lawyers was basically, you know, like mob lawyers themselves. They was basically gangsters themselves, You know, they were so compromised with everything. And that's kind of how it goes normally. Um, but when they go back to the cell, John and Sammy talk and, you know, he tells them like, look, I'm the boss. They need me out there. You the underboss. you have to take the fall You have to take the hit for this And Sammy is like Alright John That's really how you want it Now John had so much clout that one of the guards came in there And told him like hey you know your friend Sammy He just walked out of here So John looked up like he yeah, already knew He yeah, already knew Sammy went in there with the feds. Like I give you this Get the murder on that I get the murder on that Oh yep yeah, that too Paul Castellano, D.B., the list goes on. March 11th, 1992, we see Sammy gets on the stage. This was like a seventh month trial and all. Um, He gets on the stand, I set the stage, but (laughs) Sammy gets on the stand and the look on Gotti's face when he was up there was just anger, hurt, you know? And he he gets to tell him and he's found guilty. Um, The whole crowd outside is in an uproar. They are pissed. I remember watching a documentary a few years back, and his daughter, Victoria, she was pissed. And she said that's, th- th- they, she she went off. She was like, that's it. She said, John, my father was the last one. It will never be another Teflon Don. I mean, the, that whole crowd in New York, they loved Gotti. And he was sentenced to life in prison in Illinois. And he ended up uh, serving a 10-year sentence. And then he passed away from cancer. Uh, he had a really, really big funeral. Um, he was buried next to his son. And I'm going to play the end of the clip where they have him talking at the end of the movie after he was sentenced to life in prison.
1: Makes you think about the people in your life. And I think Neil. If you were sitting there right now, what do you say to me? I say, Jean, what's it about? What's life about? If you don't go true as a man's a man. You say, suck it up, take the fold of the time. This made you who you are. That makes you who you are. How long we been around this thing of ours? This closed nostro? 20 years. What's it about? Spell rules. Parameters. You take the beating for the friend, you don't run, you don't lay down, you don't betray who you are. What you are. you got to remember Angie. My brother Gene enjoyed the meat. They don't roll. They're doing a thousand years now. They don't roll. They don't write. Right? First of you don't break. You don't write. You don't ride. What you got now? You got a war. You got global war. You got a worldwide crime syndicate now. There's no rules. There's no parameters. There's no feelings. There's no feelings for this country. So, five, ten years from now, they're going to wish there was American cause in Austria. Five, ten years from now.
0: and that was my recap for the Gotti movie 1996 if you guys haven't watched it I strongly suggest you guys check that out um, it's 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 so so authentic it's so close to you know how that life was portrayed and how John acted and how he rose to the top and his downfall uh, he did only serve 10 years because he ended up dying of cancer and sammy i believed it five years and he was out and he was in uh witset and he ended up getting into some trouble in arizona and i think he did like 20 years or 15 or something like that but he's out now he has a youtube channel where he talks about everything and very very dope youtube channel so if you guys are loving my mob talk um you know hey these men were in the bob so sammy the Bull has a youtube michael franzese has a youtube and we will continue our mob marathon talk as well now i will be back on this week for the recap on the supreme team uh, that documentary is on Showtime. And then I have to go out of town. So I won't be back on to probably the end of next week. And we're going to start Casino and Bugsy. We're going to do those back to back. But if you want to watch this, if you haven't watched it yet, it's on HBO. And guess where else is at? YouTube for free. So check that out. It's Gotti from 1996. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'll be back on before the end of the week for the supreme team recap and then i'll be off for a week because i'm going out of town but when we come back we will continue and it will be casino and bugsy and then the list will go on it's a power comeback you know what i'm saying so i hope you guys are enjoying your summer i hope you guys are staying happy and peace of mind and protecting that energy and I will always thank you guys for your support I love my podcast family y'all are the dopest and it's your girl Shanice and I'm out help you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice <laughs>